0: Welcome back to another DAK Live. I'm Coel. I'm Kenna.
1: And I'm Louie.
0: Hey, Louie. Hey.
1: Hey, how's it going?
0: Pretty good. It's uh, I'm so excited to have you on the show. <laughs> 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 this is our, God,
2: what, sixth Is it sixth? Fifth or sixth installment of DAK Live. Yeah. We are recording with Louie, and you will tell everyone who that is in a second, but he's in California. Yeah. And we're doing another virtual DAK Live, and we're really excited, because the sound quality is already great. It is great.
0: (laughs) How's it going, Lou? uh,
1: It's going all right. Yeah? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. How's
0: California weather?
1: It is actually pretty, pretty nice. Uh, I mean, it rained today, but it was sunny by the time I got home, so it's not so bad.
0: Yeah, it sounds like Texas weather.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's a f- all four seasons in one day. Gosh, <laughs> it's gonna be yeah. so cold this week. It's already been cold today. I mean, we had the huge cold front that came in probably two days ago, and I mean, forty-five mile an hour winds. Winds last night, which
0: was bizarre. <laughs> it, it was
2: wind. Winds win. so, <laughs> two that's days ago. Nuts. <laughs> but what? yeah, no, we could hear it howling in our mm-hmm. backyard.
1: Okay, the weather. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah,
2: <laughs> Coel, Do you want to explain to the listeners that are maybe new about what we do on our DAK Lives?
0: Sure. We chat. We chat with a guest, and our guest is Louis today. And I've known Louis. Louis, how long have I known you? 16, 17 years?
1: Um, actually, yeah. Well, right around there. I think it was two thousand four. Since when yeah. we first started hanging out, probably
2: that's twenty. 20, 20 it's twenty years
0: then. It's 20 20 to be honest. Years.
1: To be honest, it was probably two thousand and one when we met.
0: That's true. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's so yeah. bizarre. Dang. That is crazy. I've known Louie longer than I probably know anybody at this point in my life. Except, except for besides me. Kenna. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting right here. True, Other than true. family. Yeah. 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 So cool. DAK Live. DAK Live. We yes. chat, we talk, we bond. We do. What am and, I missing, kinda? I don't know.
2: We just... It's unedited, unfiltered, super yeah. raw. I mean, that's why you're going to hear us moving around a lot, which you normally wouldn't hear in our episodes. You might hear us clearing our throats. We're exchanging a couple of uh, drinks in the process, you yeah. know, just super casual, and I will say, I was just thinking about this. We didn't tell anybody else that lives with us that we were doing a DAK Live. They probably think that we're just recording and we can pause, which we won't. Mm-hmm. So if anyone walks in, I'm going to have to be like, get we'll out. <laughs> but yeah, so it's definitely uh, just a little bit different than what we do normally with our content. And, you know, usually it's super scripted, super, ca- you know, casual, but also very uniform mm-hmm. and, and you know, rehearsed, not rehearsed, but, yeah. you know, it's it's prepared for, right? And this is necessarily not, and it's, not even topic
0: scripted. Like we just kind it's of not, say,
2: Hey, would you like to be a guest on the show? And here we are, and now we're just
0: gonna chat. Half of the time we're in our phones or reading out of the DSM five, so yeah. we're not doing any of that. We're exactly. just hanging out.
1: That's that's true. We have <laughs> no idea what we're gonna do next. So mm-hmm. oh, can we figure we. out a can we figure out a topic to start us off with?
2: Sure. Well, Louie, <laughs> you gotta tell us about yourself. Oh that's sure. true, Lou. That's you gotta tell the to listeners start. about yourself because we know you. Yeah.
1: Um, well, let's see. I I'm in California. I spent most of my childhood traveling around um, for some reason or another. I uh, was let's see. I went. I met Coel when I was probably still going to Churchill in San Antonio. I ended up there for a couple of for a couple of years for mm-hmm. for some parties. reason or another. Um, and she ended up. I think she was dating one of my friends and I met her one time just offhand. Didn't really realize that I had met her until years later when we started hanging out. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> when we went back and were like, oh, wait a second. That was you.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we went to go see, what was it, Lou, uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show? Was it Rocky Horror Picture Show?
1: The first time we hung out? Oh, the first time we went to go see something? At the no. the movies, it was, yeah. Ho- holy Grail.
0: Oh, it was Holy Grail. <gasps> oh,
1: Holy
2: Grail. So playing Case and they were just talking about the Monty Python series, really? like two days ago. Yeah, it's so
0: funny. That was. Yeah, yeah. So I think that was like the first time we kind of like hung out. He ended up dating one of my friends, and then it wasn't until I don't even know how long y'all were split before um... we started
1: hanging out again. I think in two thousand and nine, and me and her dated in two thousand and four. So solid five years in between. Yeah, that's
0: true. Dang.
1: But I went to the military. I it was around 2009 when I got back to town.
0: Yeah, oh, I didn't know that. And Louis served in the navy. Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: Cool.
0: Yeah, yeah. Lou and I used to do this thing. Uh, I was working at a snow cone shack, and he was uh, delivering pizza. Oh my god! And that was the best. so we, I had the radio on, right? Because I mean, this was before cell phones had things like Spotify. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and so the radio would be on, and I would text him. Go to, you know, 102.7. It's Journey or something, you know, mm-hmm. or whatever. Or what was go the... To, uh, go
1: to Jack FM. Um, Zombies is playing.
0: Yeah. Jack FM. The, yes. the, the Jack, Cranberries. Yeah, the Cranberries. <laughs> or uh, Feel <laughs> It in the... What is it? Feel It in the Air Tonight? Tom, Tom oh Collins. Oh, my God. Dude, Tom Dude, Collins. Every, Tom <laughs> Collins. Tom Collins <laughs> is a drink. His lesser drink. known brother, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's so, funny. yeah, Louis yeah. and I have known each other for a really long time, and what's, what I love about me and Louie's friendship is that he lives in California now. Louis, how long have you been living in California now?
1: So, I moved back to California in 2012, right before the world ended. So, December 2012, uh, that's right nuts. before
0: that. Yeah. I don't even re- like feel like it's been that long because Louis's in town at least once a year, mm-hmm. if not, like three times a year well, and yeah. so it's pick up where we last left off kind yeah of
2: like. definitely i have friends like that too that's that's the best friendships
1: now that yeah now that i'm doing a little bit better i can go visit more often it, like this last year i think it was at least five times i was just there two weeks ago i'm gonna be there in two yeah. more weeks <laughs>
2: <laughs> well that's awesome hey louie i wanted to ask are you and lisa planning on potentially going to denver to see us
1: You know, we're. I know we we haven't talked about it yet, but um, that's a very. It's possible. It's possible. Yeah, there's. It's it's definitely
2: a ways away, but I know that you guys were super bummed that you couldn't make it to Austin in August when we went to the first True Crime Mm -hmm. Paranormal Podcast Festival, and I mean you did way more. You know, on even in California than a lot of we what we were able to do. So we really appreciate that.
0: Louis and Lisa are some of our biggest fans. They've listened essentially almost since day one. Yeah. They've binged all of our content. Um, Louis is one of our top 1% Spotify <laughs> listeners, which yeah. I love. And Lisa has been incredibly supportive. His mom, she's like the one that essentially gave us the bracelet idea. She made yeah. us a bunch of bracelets. So a few of y'all have definitely ordered from us and received a few of those bracelets. Yeah. Just as, as giveaways, just because... She put a lot of heart into it, and it was really heartwarming to receive all those from her. For she's, sure. She's a great mom and a great lady. I love her.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. It's been really great to to get to know her, of mm-hmm. course, and obviously yeah. to know you, Louie. I know that... I mean, we you've known me since I was little, <coughs> right? You. Yeah. But but been... I don't remember really have many memories of you until at least the last couple of years, you know, just because of koala and i's age gap and i think when the podcast kind of started is when i really we started hanging out more mm-hmm. and then i was reconnected with old friends of hers that i hadn't talked to in a long time yeah
1: well i mean consider consider your age you were really little little like i left in 2012 um yeah
2: i was you... well i was not little it was it was a junior in high school <laughs> that's that's little little to
1: a 20 to a 26 year old
2: that's, That's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right now I'm like, oh, Junior's nice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, <laughs> I know, it,
1: it might not be PC, but I don't hang out with children. It's uh, one of those <laughs> things. <laughs> it's like, it's weird.
2: <laughs> well, I'm glad that you don't. <laughs> we
0: share that in common. <laughs> Actually, I work with children, but I don't hang out with them and outside of. Yeah. Andrea, yeah. Louis's sister, is also a huge fan of hers, too. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I've love, heard that, too. Love,
0: love spending time with Andrea. She's yeah, so no. sweet. Yeah. Absolutely. She's
2: pretty
1: obsessed.
0: <laughs> Love it. We're obsessed with her, so yeah, no, absolutely. I think it's still very
2: bizarre when people say that they're like, "Oh, I'm obsessed with your podcast." I'm like, "People listen to our
0: podcast." <laughs> like, I still don't believe it. It's so funny, as that. Kenna and I recorded an episode last night because we're trying to get ahead of everything, right? And I won't tell you what the topic is because it hasn't been released yet. Yeah. But I was at Black Rock Coffee today, and I usually get the same attendant every time, and um, so I ordered my usual and she came, I was listening to the gaslighting episode that oh. had just come out and I was listening to it in the car and I always feel so terrible because I never, I say in the morning slash afternoon, if I've been laying around the house, I get in my car, I'm just wearing a hoodie and like some jammies essentially. And I go through the drive through and she always asks me how's your day going? And I always say, it's just getting started. (laughs) It's like one (laughs) one in the afternoon. And she said, oh, well, do you have any plans for the rest of your day? And I said, actually, I have a podcast. Like, Yeah. <laughs> yeah let me just tell you about my whole life story. Yeah. <laughs> and Kenna definitely talks about the podcast probably 100% more often than I do. I do. And so I was like, oh, I have a podcast. she's like, a podcast? What's it about? It was like psychology and true crime. She goes, true crime. I love true crime. Of course, because everyone goes, does. But I binged a bunch of true crime at one point and I started getting really paranoid. And I said... You're hilarious because we, we just re- talked re- about that. We <laughs> just recorded an episode about that. <laughs> and so she was like, "No way." So I gave her a card and everything, oh, but I, I forget that. that just in that interaction there is some joy that some people get when they're like, "True crime, I love true crime." Yeah. And then we talk oh. about the psychology and people are invested. And I like I like that, but I just I just never think, I guess I don't know. I don't know if it's that I'm bashful I'm not necessarily modest about it, but it's like, it just doesn't, it's important to me, but I've said this before on the podcast. I'm not a podcast listener. Yeah. I don't listen to podcasts. I so think that not, might be where it yeah. comes from. A little bit of maybe imposter syndrome, sorry,
2: <laughs> imposter syndrome of um, maybe not being as educated on other podcasts. So you don't want to mm-hmm. bring it up because people are going to be like, oh, what other podcasts do you listen to? And Storm you're like, <laughs> <happened>. what? <laughs> I don't listen I don't. to those.
0: Yeah. yeah,
2: And I think that's where it comes out for me. Mm-hmm. I can relate you know, what I do to other people's content, you know, that Mm -hmm. I've also listened to. Just because you're more of a YouTube visual person, I'm more of a podcast person. That's just how it
0: is. Louis, what's your experience in in listening to us? Just because it is, I'm just pulling from the episode, statistically less likely that a male enjoys true crime. What's it like for you?
1: Well, I don't enjoy true crime. I really just enjoy (laughs) listening to you guys talk about um, when you guys go into it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So I I, I can relate to that uh, statistic. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But the It's funny because when I listen to you Like I I, I think I've told you this before Listening to you guys on your podcast It's like listening to a friend And it's something that I I appreciate When I get to hear you when you're not around So
0: it's fun Um, Lou you should start a podcast So I can listen to you all the time (laughs) (laughs) Do it Or I could just pick up the phone and call you I
1: guess (laughs) Every once in a while No, Yeah Um, (laughs) No but that
0: does make sense Oh sorry go ahead
1: Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. It's 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 really it really does connect me to to you. I know you're not connected to me, and, and you don't get to hear my side of it. But I'm sitting here <laughs> thinking, like, you don't know who Chuck Lor is. What's wrong with you? And I'm like, <laughs> me? No, Coel. The, the, Chuck Lor? Not Chuck. What was his name? Peter. Peter Lore. Peter um, Lore?
0: Who's that? He
1: he came up in one of your last podcasts. Um, yeah, he was one his, of the got, people
2: that I talked about. Yeah, because uh, his
1: his daughter was almost something. somebody who got. When you were going oh, yes. over all of the people who like, um, you were like doing like the weird gruesome facts on uh, yeah.
2: yeah yeah history serial killers episode yeah, yeah oh yeah I talked about the facts and it was Peter was it uh, Roy Norris and Lawrence Spittaker that almost killed her and then they just said not to because her dad was famous and
1: yes. they
0: were like no oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah no I don't know who that is who is that.
1: So um, well, the first thing he's that pops to mind is Casablanca. He's the guy who get who who has the tickets in the beginning, who gets killed. He sets off like a, everything in motion. But he's like the brave little toaster. When they make that, there's this weird scene where they do this menacing voice. He's like, "Oh my gosh, I'm going to he did, he's whatever he's doing. doing oh, train, that guy. They're doing the an dogs impression like this.
2: That they're guy. Ju- they're like doing an like impression of him. Yeah, they're doing an impression of him. Oh, okay. The, I, I know. the yeah, big bulgy
1: that. eyes. That's, bulgy that's, eyes, yeah.
2: Okay, yeah, yeah. I. Yeah, I absolutely. I think of, I, I want know to that is. suck your blood. It's not the same. Yeah. No, it's not the same guy. It's <laughs> not the same
1: Transylvania
2: Transylvania's a real place? I didn't oh my fucking God. know. <laughs> all right. It's like you said, is. I'm a child. <laughs> it's
3: a, it's and okay. And a
2: child. mentioned
0: a check. Mentioned a check. I'm sorry, Louie. I interrupted yeah. you. Now I know who Peter Lore is. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, that's who yeah, they were
1: a... impressioning on, on that. They...
0: At... Oh, oh, I know why that sounds familiar because the genie did it in Aladdin.
3: Baby
2: yes. Baby. yes! Yes! That's what I was thinking like, of. I can't
0: bring anybody back oh from the
2: dead. Yes. I don't like okay. doing it. It's not a pretty picture. Yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay, yes. Got I it. I know that.
0: Peter for sure. Yeah. I'll oh, never, forget <laughs> never forget it now. Never
1: forget it now. Full circles. Yeah, he was kind of iconic for a while.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Louis, he was kind of iconic that's an
2: iconic yeah. voice no it really is for yeah. sure I was just gonna say um, it makes sense Louis that you were saying that you, you like to listen to the podcast hopefully because it's entertaining and educational but also because the voice is, is comforting to you because you have been friends with Quill for so long but also like I understand what you're saying because you know my, my best friend Lindsay and I I've known her for I mean now it's been just, we're 16 so 12 years yeah and she was coming over. She lives in Austin. She was coming over to a house party at Dana's house. They were having a Christmas party. And the whole time we were both getting ready, she was still in Austin. I was here. We were on FaceTime together. Mm -hmm. And the whole time we were getting ready. And the whole time we were, I was driving to Dana's, we were on FaceTime, you know, and if I could have been on the phone with her the whole time she was driving down, I would have, you know, it's just that familiarity. It makes you feel super comfortable. You're like, Mm -hmm. I don't have to even talk about anything. We could just sit on the phone and just be silent, you know, yeah. or just be doing our makeup and not saying anything, but it's still comforting to have that, that familiar voice, Yeah, you know? sure. And I think that also stems from childhood, honestly, like mm-hmm. some, similarly to what they say, like when a baby is being born, right? Like you talk to the baby, like the dad talks to the baby in the womb and the mom does or whatever. And then when the baby's born, it seems like they recognize immediately the sound of like their mom's voice, you yeah. know? I think it's kind of something similar like that. Like it's ingrained in us. Can
0: I just likened us
2: to, uh, babies baby no <laughs> and, I'm, well in
0: pregnancy
2: everything that, that you do
3: makes sense as well, an adult
0: stems from something that you did as a child i think yeah. mm-hmm.
3: sure
0: she had a face like i poo-pooed her too much yeah you did. <laughs> i poo-pooed her <laughs> well now i feel like the infant of the groups. So i have to i mean
2: be older with my knowledge no no no, no. <laughs> Maybe. well either way i appreciate you listening to us a lot Louie. that's awesome yeah, yes. and all our
0: listeners, for sure.
1: This is true. Um, God, and the reason why I called you out on the movie thing is because that's usually what I... I mean, I list, I watch movies and mm-hmm. TV series all the time. So I usually have... I'm pretty good with that type of trivia stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, we listen to I'm it.
2: definitely
0: not. <laughs> I'm not a movie guy. In that 45-mile-an-hour te- wind last night, Cliff and I were still trying to watch How I Met Your Mother Outside?
1: <laughs> outside?
0: Yeah, we have a TV outside, so Cliff and I like to sit out there and have a few drinks and, like, watch How I Met Your Mother. That's, like, kind of a thing. We're in the seventh episode, by the way. The seventh season? I mean, season, yeah. (laughs) I was (laughs) like, you've been watching
2: that for a while. You're (laughs) only the seventh episode.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We pause a lot. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, we're in the seventh season. Oh, gosh, what was the last episode he watched? It was... Do I have my phone? see. That's my empty (laughs) can of White Claw. One second. Um, It's... Where is it? Definitely after Zoe and Ted got together.
1: For sure. last time you were right before that.
0: Yeah. God, Zoe. It's like you like Zoe.
1: No, you... I love Zoe, but they made her really, really stupid at the end.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm going to excuse myself
2: for a minute or two. I need to use the restroom and this is a DAK Live, so... Yeah, go for it. just just happening.
1: Um, Good, can yes. you get me Good a white time.
0: cloth? Thank Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Mm-hmm.
1: All right. Is she gone? Let can we talk about her now? No, I'm just
0: kidding. Yes, we can talk about her. She's gone. There okay. she goes. <laughs> she cleared her throat so hard when she walked away. <laughs> Typical. Um, let's see. Yeah. Oh, we just got to Coots. Oh, gosh. Coots. Martin Short.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, God. He's great. Oh
0: Yeah. Marshall He's receives the... a job. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, no. Uh, like... Is it Sand? No, it's not Sandy. That's Sandy Rivers. It's a... Uh, Oh gosh, what's his first name?
1: Sandy Rivers? Yeah, Alexis Denisov?
0: No, oh, i'm not talking that about Martin. <laughs> I'm talking about Martin Short. Martin his... Short. What's his fir- first name though? His last name is Coots. It's like Daryl or something. I'm, I'm
1: not entirely sure. <laughs> Daryl.
0: Yeah, Mar- yeah, it's a uh, season seven, episode two. Marshall receives the job offer of his dreams, but worries that. Oh yeah. Uh, oh, the streaking video. Yeah, yeah. it's a uh, what the
1: is this?
3: That's what it was. It's me,
0: Beerculeys. And he's (laughs) like, all right, see you tomorrow, Beerculeys. so good. Oh Yeah. It's such a good show. Yeah. yeah.
1: It's a good one.
0: Yeah. And he's like, oh, uh, what is (laughs) he? He said, oh, my, that's a, a my, that's a big snake. (laughs) Oh, and he saw a snake and he's like, no, I'm talking about your penis.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm glad you said it. I'm just kidding. Oh, my goodness. (sighs) Yeah.
0: How cold is it right now
1: i mean i 'm sitting i i don 't really get too cold it's not it 's not too cold right now because it 's still yeah is it still daylight? no, the sun's probably down by now it 's probably like fifty fifty five
0: <sighs> yeah i don 't know what temperature it is right now, but we're going to New York like oh gosh, probably the day after this airs oh, okay and um yeah i'm just it 's like one of the worst winter storms we 're going to go i 'm going to go meet cliffs dad i 'm so excited. And right. uh, yeah, we're probably going to be held up at his dad's place for like an entire week because it's just going to be too cold, too snowy. Everything's going to be probably packed in. Oh yeah, but I'm excited.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna. I mean, when I when I fly out there, I'm gonna be flying through Denver, and I'm like,
0: oh no, <laughs> oh, please, oh, don't, please make it. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> oh, so much more wine. <laughs>
1: oh, oh, so much more wine. That was. Such
0: a good one. <laughs> what um... episode is that in? Because I feel like I missed it.
1: I think you did um, because, oh, so much more wine. God, it was. Um,
0: was that when she's on the dinner with Marshall? Sh- it's And they can't find anything to talk about?
1: No, it's no, that is it's Ted says it. Um,
0: oh, OK. I thought it was Robin that said it.
1: He says like he says something awkward. And then and then he says like, oh, so much more wine. Like he needs to like <laughs> drink past that situation. Which is, All right, you know, she's back oh, we, we got to stop be talking She's so quiet. All right. All right. No more K-Nasty talk. Got it.
2: I <sighs> still can't hear Louie if he's talking because I don't have my
0: headset on yet. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I just realized that. Uh,
1: oh, so I still could have. No, I'm just kidding.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, never mind. Never mind. Shh, uh, oh, my back. God. <laughs> All right. Well,
2: All right. this is going live in public. So,
1: so it could be fun. <laughs>
2: Let's see. <sighs> so what else is there? Let's see. What else um, What else is there? Like we've run out of things to else? talk about. So I, <laughs> so I also noticed,
1: part? um, because I know I'd asked Koel to, to think about this. Cause my, cause my diagnosis was, um, eight, well, I'm ADD, ADHD, and ODD, which okay. is the two everybody knows. The other one is oppositional defiant disorder. Yeah. And, um, having, i mean, growing up with that was extremely crazy. Um, and I don't, and you guys were talking over about, um, they aren't, they, I mean, they're, they're, they're exclusive, but they're not entirely mutually exclusive. So what I mm-hmm. looked it up is you can't get really diagnosed with oppositional defiant disorder without having ADD. Um, as okay. Well. So, okay. So it makes sense that I was diagnosed with that uh, or with, with all three because at the time mm-hmm. that they were considered separate. I'm pretty sure ADHD is now considered part of a spectrum of ADD now, I think.
2: Yeah, it actually is. I did an episode yeah. on that. Um, it's called yeah. ADHD versus ADD. What's the difference? So if anyone's interested in just a deep dive in that.
0: Yeah. Pepper that in. Yeah, Of course I have to.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> My un- And this is this is something that I I mean, I knew that we this topic might come up so i briefly googled it but is it that odd is a precursor for add or adhd
1: you have to have add to be diagnosed with odd so okay it would actually be the other way around kind of
0: oh Uh, but is it an age bracket
1: you typically get diagnosed as a child but it okay it's, it's I don't think it's something you ever really grow out up out of. It's okay. for me, it's something that I know I have to cognizantly um, think about when I want to respond. Cause my knee jerk reaction is to automatically oppose what anybody else says. Okay. Interesting.
2: Uh, that's very interesting. So I, and that's also really cool that you have that awareness. Sorry. Go
1: ahead. You have to, otherwise m- most people with my diagnosis don't really make it on the streets.
2: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, no, I don't. And I, I understand why. And, like Will said, I briefly research, researched it as well, but I also have my own prior knowledge about it as well. Yeah. But if I'm not mistaken, um, ASD, so Autism Spectrum Disorder, is also some of one of the other disorders that can comorbidly happen with ODD. Hmm. Okay. And it is because a lot of the time, like I work in behavior therapy. I'm not sure if I know that you know that listeners maybe not might not know that, but I work with kiddos on the spectrum. And a lot of their behavior... I mean, I work with just the behaviors. I don't mm-hmm. do speech therapy, occupational therapy, physical therapy. Right. I do behavior therapy. So all we focus on is their behaviors. A lot of it can look very similar to ODD. Hmm. And then there's other things that coincide with the ODD, if you will, symptoms that would put them on the spectrum rather than ODD. So it, you're right, right Louie, Like, it's not a very known disorder because it's not diagnosed very often. Because usually, I think, if I'm not mistaken it can be just put on another disorder like ADHD or ASD, things right. like that. Interesting. It, it,
1: certainly, it certainly can come off that way because it, it has such, it's like such a severe knee-jerk reaction. So it's mm-hmm. almost, I mean, it's almost obsessive. You know, like it's it's very hard or compulsive, I mean. So yes. it's very hard. It's very hard not to, 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 to diagnose it. I went to, um, when I was in third grade, uh, my fourth school of the third grade year that I didn't get kicked out of, was they sent me to UCI Irvine um, to the Child Development Center there, which is where I got the diagnosis. It's where okay. they went, they went through and tested a whole bunch of different uh, medications for, for I, I was in a school basically full of kids with ADD and ADHD or different versions thereof, um, and that's the entire the entire project of the school was to um, test medication and therapy and see how they can you know help treat uh, students. I mean, I was in third grade going through that. It was crazy.
0: Definitely. Sorry, if you
2: you don't want me asking, how old were you when you got diagnosed?
1: Uh, Eight. Eight. Okay.
2: I was just going to say, I'm thinking of the way that people get diagnosed or kids get diagnosed now with ADHD and especially ASD. Like, I feel like it's a lot more common now for children to get diagnosed with autism spectrum disorder because it's more... Aware, people are more aware of what it, it means to be on the spectrum. And now exactly. that it is a spectrum, mm-hmm. it's not Asperger's or something different. It's yeah. a spectrum disorder, right? So it can be, you can be on the low end of the spectrum or on the high end. And right. I feel like that gives physicians, I'm not trying to be rude, but it gives physicians kind of a really big opportunity to just put someone on ASD, like instead of really pinpointing exactly what's going on. Mm-hmm. And so ODD does not get diagnosed as much as it used to, maybe. Or right. just in well, general.
1: I mean, also that could also be just a write-off. That was kind of what they were trying to write me off as before. Mm-hmm. Before my actual diagnosis came through, they pr- they were yeah. trying to say I was autistic or I had a learning disability, and that really wasn't the issue. I could learn very easily. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was actually quite ahead at the time, but it's, yeah. my my problem was was literally everything else. <laughs> focus focus yeah. was the hard one. You
0: know. Yeah, I I've been diagnosed with ADD uh, in my in my childhood, and I I mean I, what's interesting is that growing up, our grandmother on my mom's side, Ma, she was diagnosed with adult ADD, and I'm like, oh, there's a difference <laughs> when I was a kid, and so when I got my diagnosis, I was in elementary school, I don't specifically remember the year, maybe second third grade, and you know, that mom had said, well, your mom has adult ADD. And I was thinking, oh, you there's like phases. Yeah. Um, (laughs) No, it is just you just learn to cope. And my, my focus, and especially in the last few years, I've, I didn't realize what I was doing was coping and that I was creating coping mechanisms. But now it's like, verbal, I have to say, out loud if I'm being asked to do something, I say A D D interruption and that's all it just means I'm focused on a task right now. Give me one second, let me finish what I'm doing. Yeah. And there's still days where I walk into a walk into a room and I'm like, the fuck am I doing in here? You know? And (laughs) I'm like, oh shit, what is that? You know? And it's just things things pile and I, I have to prioritize in a way that makes sense to me. And I can understand how frustrating that might be in a structured setting like school especially elementary school middle school
3: high school is a little
0: bit you know yeah i just i was excited (laughs) yeah military yeah that (laughs) That i can (laughs) that was rough good i bet (laughs) that was (laughs) structured the funny
1: funny thing about that structured setting is they have an order of orders and it's weird because it's it's reversed you um you have to do the last order you received first and work your way backwards unless oh, they say no. something unless not. they say unless they say something specific like this is to be done first and then gives you a list but typically they'll go by the order of orders the first things that you do is the last thing told and that's the most important so you want I that one like... and then everything else needs to get done
2: that's yeah, complicated if i'm not mistaken i f- not not mistaken but th- just my interpretation of what you just said I think that that might be a tactic maybe on their end to see how well you're listening and paying attention to what they said. Like, I'm going to give right. you all these things to do. You didn't remember the last thing I said first instead of the first thing I said first like someone would normally do, right? Yeah. And then we'll see like how good your attention to detail is and how good you are at, at taking orders and things like that. That's just my opinion. I don't know. Uh, I'm just
1: I don't know what the thought process behind it was, but it was not easy.
0: <laughs> yeah that is that is for for maybe the listeners that have- don't experience a d d or something you know that's a, maybe a learning disability that's similar to that that's exactly the way that it feels, but yeah. it's not somebody telling me to do that. it's what my brain does, yeah, my brain tells me that the last the last thing that you just said is the first priority. And then I forget about everything else that happened before that. (laughs) Everything else goes out the window. (laughs) Yeah, because I'm like, oh, no, this needs to be done now because somebody's asking me to do it. And my brain automatically says, that's the most important thing. Yeah, of course. And I forget about everything else. So it's like by the time my day is ending, I'm like, well, shit, I didn't finish my laundry. (laughs) Fuck, I didn't, you know, I didn't do this or that or finish my homework or any of that other stuff because I was asked to do so many things. Mm hmm. After I had made these things a priority. And so, yeah, that's exactly the way that it feels.
2: We've talked about that before on the podcast about procrastination. Mm -hmm. Have we done a full mental breakdown on it?
0: I don't think so. I don't think we We
2: have, right? Louis, did we do a full breakdown? Yeah, (laughs) tell us.
1: Uh, No, no, I don't think you
2: have. (laughs) Well, I think we should because I've I've actually learned a lot about procrastination, uh, especially going through my master's program and stuff. And I actually learned that when it comes to procrastinating, your brain just tells you to do the easiest task on the list, or maybe not the easiest task, but the, like, maybe the least time-consuming task, or the easiest, or whatever, doesn't matter what's more urgent. If I tell myself, for example, I have a paper due on Friday, Mm -hmm. I need to get laundry done, I need to record the podcast, right? Mm -hmm. Whatever is the quickest to get done, or something that will satisfy me about just doing it, I'm more likely to do that first. Even though there's something else that might be more pressing, right? Instead of
0: cooking, I'm gonna go to a
2: restaurant. That's well me. <laughs> maybe maybe. Me. But like, it's like okay, you know, let's let me say take... but that's drive time and for my sure, time. exactly. Yeah. So mm-hmm. like let's say like I have a paper due on Thursday, the podcast is due on Friday. I'm doing research for the podcast that's due on Friday, even though my paper is due on Thursday. Yeah. Because I know I can get this done and then I'll be satisfied. And mm-hmm. then come Thursday I'm like, Shit, <laughs> I can do this paper, that's you know. me. Yeah. And that's priorities. I mean that's how mm-hmm. the human brain works. It's not like Maybe not point or or uh, pointed towards one disorder or whatever. Anybody, like we say, with a brain can have this experience, and right. I feel like a lot of listeners might relate to that because I definitely did when I read that. I was like, "Oh shit!" Like that's me, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but yeah, no, I definitely understand that that mindset about it. Mm. Silence. <laughs> Go, Oh, I yeah. just probably. <laughs> <in> the- Ooh, <laughs> we well, I got to break the silence somehow. Oh yeah.
1: Well, I mean, I was gonna say because kind of, kind of mentioned the the masters thing. I am actually really proud that you're going through that. I know it's like by pro. I'm just like really proud of you for doing that and hope and continuing your education. I think that's awesome of you. By the
2: Thank way. you. Well,
0: I well, have a
2: lot of imposter syndrome about it. <laughs> she got like clement.
0: Like, <laughs> she she gave me a little like a baby bottom lip. She's like. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. No, it definitely means a lot because it's 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 been. I will say I've gone through three courses already two semesters technically it's been i don't want to say easy but i have not found myself particularly challenged just yet just because i'm studying doctor. something that i really yeah right Go for your doctor. <laughs> um and that's just what write, dad said
1: r- write your dissertation it's fine right just, just get, on my on just, my birthday you will be dr uh, salinas
2: <laughs> yeah, well, it's that's true. Glamorous. But well, no, by the time I get my doctor in, hopefully I'll be Dabrinsky <laughs>
0: Doctor Dabrinsky <laughs> No, no Doctor Dabrinsky To remember that it?
1: girl. You guys okay. did a. You did one on one of the killers that was Doctor, and she wouldn't. She went by her original name. Oh, she didn't want to change
0: uh, it. Not Susan Smith. Uh, what was her name? The one that um, shot the other doctor. The one that shot the doctors. What was her name? Oh, yeah. that was your case. I know. What was her name? I don't remember <laughs> <It's>, uh, <laughs> We've done so many cases now. Yeah, like, she she kept her last name because she wanted to be Doctor. That. Doctor So and so. Okay, but
2: okay, but hear me
0: out. You Mar- don't wanna be Dr. Salinas Grace Anatomy.
2: Here's the thing. If I get my doctorate before <laughs> I'm married, I will go by Doctor Salinas. Yeah. Because <laughs> I got my doctor is. under that name. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> if I get my doctorate under Dubrinsky, I'll get my doctorate Dr. Dobrinsky.
0: No, you have to rush to get married in order to put Dobrinsky on that doctorate. People are not nope. gonna be able to pronounce that. <laughs> Come on. Yeah.
2: Dr. Doobie. Dr. Dobrzinski is what they're going to say. Dr. Doobie. And that's fine, because I love that man, all right? Casey goes do by it. Doobie. Casey does not go by Doobie, okay? People <laughs> call him Doobie. Because in high school, when he was on the football team, which he's been a baseball player his whole life, but he played football for maybe a year or two in high school. Amy Bishop. Oh, the count, the coach could not <laughs> pronounce his last name, and he goes, Dober. Doobie. Doobie, Doobie, get over here! And Doobie. then, ever since then, it was like, "Oh, Doobie!" And like, Doobie. my, fr- our mutual friends from high school still refer to him as that. I'm like, I don't know who that is.
1: <laughs> yeah, they don't really try too hard out there on names.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, but my you ma- fight for that doctorate. You whatever, whatever your last name is, you I just don't have to think home. I want to get a doctorate, and it deserves <laughs> the respect.
2: But Dad said, "Okay, so this is a story." <laughs> dad said. Dad said. On my 28th birthday, (laughs) last July, July, 2023, we went out to dinner with everybody right before we left for the coast for the weekend. And that was, I had gotten my acceptance letter for grad school Mm. in June and I hadn't told anybody. Well, I had told you guys, but I hadn't told like my closest friends Mm -hmm. and I was waiting for a time to announce it. I hadn't put it on social media or anything. And I told mom, I said, this is perfect. All of my closest friends are going to be at this dinner on my birthday. Mm -hmm. Why don't we announce it there. I said, why don't you announce it there? Because mom always prays over the table. I, I ask her to, you know, especially at times on my, like my birthday, I said, why don't you go ahead and we'll do a prayer. And then I want you guys, I want you to tell everyone the news. And then of course, mom cries. She always does on the prayers, which I think it's, I think it's sweet. It makes us all cry. It makes us all cry. (laughs) Well, then I said, go ahead and tell them my announcement. And she said, you know, Kenna's going to, it wasn't even dad. It was mom. She goes, Kenna's going to be you know, pursuing her education and, and pursuing her master's in forensic psychology with applied research, blah blah blah. And she's crying, and she goes, and then she's gonna go on and get her doctorate. Okay, bye. And I was like, oh, whoa, I, whoa. Like, I did not say that. What a that. birthday wish, right? And then I don't even know when it was. I think I got drunk one night, which <laughs> story of my life. And I talked <laughs> to night. dad one, one night, night right? <laughs> just one. And I was talking to dad, and I said something, and he goes, "I know you are gonna do great things, honey. I just know you are gonna go on to get your doctorate, and you are gonna be a doctor." And I was like whoa there again but i'm like but you cried but, but dad said it and i cried and i was like now i can't not do it <laughs> like it's dad it's dad <laughs> i don't know anything for dad exactly <laughs> anyway on that note
1: on that note i was <laughs> yeah i actually uh dated a doctor forensic psychologist that was oh really yeah when i told Wait, her i was dying was diagnosed with, recently uh, right yeah when i told her i was oh, diagnosed oh. with uh add and odd as a kid she goes how are you not in jail because she what? goes because she's like everybody she knows that has odd is in the system
3: that's because, really interesting i because that's I part of her uh well that's part of her job. <laughs> well that's part of her why well, do you feel like that's Go ahead. as
1: her as a forensic psychologist her job was to was working with inmates so everybody oh, she knew was okay. was in the system it wasn't just me you know like but. so that, <laughs> she was she found a
2: commonality then yeah is that what you're saying I see yeah. that makes a little bit more sense I was gonna say yeah oh, <laughs> at the chance of putting my foot in my mouth that's a little bit ignorant yeah because you don't want to assume anybody that has a diagnosis is gonna like like that even if it's Oh, I'm, I'm uh, on the Schizophrenic Spectrum Disorder. Oh, how are you not in jail? You know? Yeah. I just feel that's how I perceived it. But now that you said she works with inmates, yeah. that makes me understand that a little yeah. Bit more. It's, yeah, it's a commonality, not necessarily, really like, yeah. the exception yeah. to the rule. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Exactly. I do have a question, though. Go for it. Coming from a, hopefully, potential forensic psychologist in the future to Louie. Did you ever get suspected of or... Did you ever suspect yourself of or get diagnosed with conduct disorder? Because usually, if I'm not mistaken, ODD, if not treated properly, not to say that you weren't treated properly, but growing up, it can lead into conduct disorder into adulthood.
1: So I don't know what you mean by, I wouldn't have that as a disorder, uh, never diagnosed anyways, but the, uh, did I, was I, did I do bad conduct? Yeah, I was, I was an awful, (laughs) awful person for a long time. (laughs)
2: Okay. No, that's just, I'm just curious because like I said, with the little research that I do have on ODD, like you said, it's usually diagnosed in young adult or young childhood, excuse me. And then after a certain age, it actually can't be diagnosed and it turns into, if you will, conduct disorder.
1: Well, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I know we did a lot of crazy stuff. I mean, we stole a car once. We, I don't know. We did all sorts of stuff.
0: Hey, Mum's the word, okay? Don't be revealing shit out here, Louie. We
2: buried a man once. Oh no, 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 (laughs) no,
1: no! no.
0: No, We never. (laughs) I'm the next subject. We never.
1: (laughs) We never hurt anybody. That was not really a. That was a. That wasn't really a thing. (laughs) What? We fought each other all the time, but we never hurt anybody else.
0: Oh gosh, that's not. Yeah, sounds like me and Cameron. Sorry, kinda. Yeah, but you know. (sighs) Do you think Lou that, or or may I ask, how do you? look back at that time and feel like there's a reclamation at a certain point? Like, you know that you, you know, I wouldn't use the term like a bad person or a bad kid, but how do you, how do you go through the motions? Like, have you processed a lot of that stuff and just felt like Well, it was when it was when it was, and then now I have a better handle on it.
1: Yeah, I've got a. a, I'm pretty good at compartmentalizing that that way. Where I Mm -hmm. where I go, that's just who I was at that time. That's not who I am anymore, and I don't really have to worry about it because, fortunately, there really isn't that much. You know, like there's stuff that we did. Everything ended well. Nothing ended bad. No one ever really got hurt. No one ever. Mm -hmm. what some beers, couple of beer runs, you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like, not too much. Ended up in in a, in a bad way, so kind of worked. So, thankfully, nothing crazy happened. Yeah. Well, well, crazy stuff happened, but.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Did you feel like at any point you were maybe influenced by other people, or do you oh, feel absolutely. like the? Okay. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I, I mean, al- I, I was, was a shithead I... too. I went around with a bunch of shitheads. You yeah, know. Yeah, I, I was, was. I was along. Weight. I was
1: along for the ride. Uh, yeah, I was just I was just very down to do whatever, but I never came mm-hmm. up with any of those any of the crazy shit that we did. That was just a product of you know me being there.
0: Do you think that at, at certain points maybe it's again like the influence and that it's kind of um, like it escalated because the people that you were around were kind of. Oh, uh, I guess what a- my question is is that did everybody that you think that you were associating with also have? ODD, or is it just that you're no. surrounded and there's you no, know, kids we're, will we're be just, kids kind of a thing, and then it just escalates?
1: High school, just uh, degenerate types. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, my best friends wouldn't, thank God, you know, of all the weird random things, I know you you remember Doc, but when we were 18, <laughs> 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 when we were 18 was, which was when I left uh, Texas mm-hmm. when, uh, when me and uh, what's her name broke up, um, that uh when I left Texas I made a me and Doc had made a promise. I was like, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do any drugs for one year. And mm-hmm. that year all of my friends decided to try meth for the first time when I went back to California. Oh my gosh. So they were on a whole nother level for an yeah. entire year and I was just there sober. Like Yeah. Like, Oh, this is what you guys wanna do. Okay. <laughs> you guys all right, all right, let's go on. Um, I think that ended with one of them ending up in jail. Uh, Mm. twice (laughs) when we were 18 you're Um, absolutely
0: speaking on the same plane I Uh, not to interrupt you I'm sorry oh go for it that I hung out with a group of people that you know again I've been diagnosed with ADD and I'm I'm gonna come back to that link but I spent (laughs) time with a group of people that also decided to get into heavy drugs and I was treated like little sister. And at one point I was over at someone's house and they decided to do drugs. And I'm not going to even talk about the kind of drugs, but essentially I was told, turn your back. I don't want you to look at me. You're my little sister. Then and don't do it. I did. Uh. And I was like, and you know, at a certain point it was almost like, do you want to? And I was like, absolutely not. And I find that very interesting that, he being diagnosed with ODD and me ADD, what is that in our brains? Like we're we well, tend to be, you know, a little bit more, I guess, like I, rebellious. Or I think uh, I got know. lucky
1: because I mean yeah. I'm, I'm very I'm I'm loyal. So when I said I wasn't going to do it for one year, I wasn't. Yeah. But if I hadn't said that, I very likely would have been right there with them.
0: That's so true. You know I what I mean? Yeah, because I had a friend in that group that definitely said, "Don't you ever." Don't you ever let me fucking catch you with this shit. And I was like, okay. Yeah. Very interesting.
2: If I can can make a statement, and not even just to you, Louis, but to Coel as well, I don't know if lucky is the word that I would use. I think, I mean, that was a choice that you made. Mm -hmm. And that was you. You didn't have someone else influencing you to make that choice, and you made it. Oh, I don't. I, did. I wouldn't call that luck. I think I, that that's someone that has a really good head on their shoulders and someone that is capable of making really great decisions. Well, if you knew and if you, you knew did Doc, in that moment,
1: if you knew Doc, <laughs> you know that was luck <laughs> because yeah. Doc Doc was an awful person too. <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> but at the same time, like you could have. I don't know Doc, but yeah. I'm saying, in my opinion, you you could have done just what Doc did, you know, yeah. and you chose not to, mm-hmm. and I think that's speaks very highly, you know, of you. And I'm saying this as a huge compliment, you know, that tells me that you have that had and still have, of course, that mentality of fuck that, you know, I'm not going to do that. It's going to ruin my life, you know, or whatever. And even being able to make that decision at eighteen is is really admirable and super incredible. So I, I commend you for that for sure. Thanks. I think it's also because
0: we're Capricorns, but oh, whatever. Oh,
1: yeah, Town, your birthday's like tomorrow, right? Something something really close tomorrow. Now the you day just after. dated
0: the episode. <laughs> dated the episode, but also oh, this I have is no to... Gonna- I didn't date that's the okay. Episode. We we no, it's all right. We're gonna actually probably post this on the twentieth. Yeah, which okay. will be after <laughs> Louis' birthday, so Woo, it's our true. birthday episode. There you go. Oh, count which it. is great. You yeah, count it. it. <laughs> the worst. <laughs> yeah. The
2: worst.
0: Oh my no. god. The worst. Oh my god. Can we keep world. that clip
2: forever? Can I? <laughs> yeah. Can I go back and keep that clip the forever. Worst. The
3: worst. <laughs> no, She's but that's the that worst is really person in the world. Really great, <laughs> and
2: I I mean I. Again, not licensed to diagnose, but I don't know. I, you know what? I, never mind. I was going to say, I don't think maybe you should have been diagnosed with that, but I also don't know. I don't know what, oh, you, were, no. what you went through and, and what happened, so I, I probably can't say that.
1: Well, I, like I was saying, that was third grade. That was my fourth school that I that I had gotten kicked out of two That's others, true. three others before that. Yeah. Um, mm. But I mean, it's also a product of childhood. The school before that, I didn't know you weren't allowed to fight. That's just what everybody did like physical we fight That's not funny <laughs> but that's funny. funny. I didn't I didn't know that that wasn't what you were that you weren't supposed to do that when I when yeah, I went to that yeah. school for I went to that school I loved it for 3 years and then I went to the next school um they fought there too and I was like cool um, my dad was like uh, my dad went to was it back to school night and they're like oh Louis one of the good ones he's like nope we're not going to this school he picked us all he made us all go to a different school <laughs> and what? we got in yeah Louis we, <laughs> We we, we, get, we get into this school. It was called Landell. And um, we get there. And the very first day, you know, somebody still takes the... Or someone beats me at, you know, handball or something. And so I, I hit them. And they call the teacher over. They're like, he hit me. I'm like, and? Yeah. <laughs> like, Duh. They're like, you're not allowed to fight. I'm like, what do you mean I'm not allowed to fight? Little little uh, eight-year-old me going, what? <laughs>
0: <laughs> what? I'm not allowed That's to punch crazy. people?
1: Nuts. <laughs> So, I wasn't allowed at recess anymore. And then <laughs> that was that was actually very uh, like that became a theme. Uh, from there, I wasn't allowed at recess. Then um, they wanted to kick me out. Fortunately, uh, something to do with my dad being in the military. He worked on an ammunition ship. He was also in the Navy. Mm-hmm. Um, but at working in an ammunition um, thing, he uh, worked around Agent Orange. Um, oh
0: my God! Really?
1: And because of that, when there was any ever an issue with me, he would call the VA, and the VA would come in, and say, "No, you can't kick him out. It it could be a byproduct of Agent Orange, because we don't know how it because it affects people generationally." Right. Whatever. So, what
0: year was this? When my dad was in. Yeah.
1: My dad was in Vietnam, so seventy-one. Oh, okay. Seventy-one. Maybe? Yeah, seventy. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So. But so so anytime that it would have been an issue, like, honestly, I'm I am lucky because my dad was there because I wouldn't have had support. Uh They would have just kicked me out. I would have gone back to that first school where I was considered one of the good ones. Yeah. You know, like and then and then so they they were like, <clears throat> OK, well, we don't have the facilities for this person. We need we need more. So they sent me to the mm. next school. So they needed to have a psychologist on hand or a psychiatrist on hand. Mm-hmm. And during recess and lunch, I would go to the psychologist or psychiatrist instead.
0: So was this like in the same community that you were already in? Like, is it, or did you guys have to drive further to get to a, a, Irvine a school was school that would provide that?
1: Well, so I was in a different district. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, they, I transferred over to this other district. And that was mm-hmm. the, the better district. And that was where... Um, that was where they had the psychologist there.
3: Um, yeah.
1: It was only, it's funny because we only lived there for one year. So that mm-hmm. was the only reason why it was, it was crazy. And I found then that when, interesting
0: to speak. Oh, sorry. Oh, I was saying because, and then. Go ahead.
1: <laughs> <laughs> then when I went to, you know, and then when I went to Irvine, which are, which was the last, the last school after I got kicked out of that one, I went to mm-hmm. UC, UC Irvine for the Child Development Center. And obviously yeah. there were psychologists, psychiatrists there all day. That was like mm. literally the teachers, you know? So,
0: yeah. Yeah, when yeah. we were kids, um, you know, I went to the same elementary school that Cameron went to, that Kenna went to, and now my son goes to. And it's very different. It's, you know, if, if I was diagnosed with ADD, I had a special counselor that I would go see, you know, once a week or once every few days. And now it's like the kids are so integrated into the school um, and and integrated into the general um, schooling like just general classes that they just pop in and they observe the child and if there's any behavior that needs to be corrected it happens um, but very rarely will they pull a kid out of class and I find that very interesting it it, oh, it gives me a sense of comfort kids and, are way better today <laughs> oh it's just it's amazing and I'm I'm thankful for it you know would been
1: I would have been disrupting I was disrupting every class I was in Every mm. every well, I I could learn as fast as they could teach. Mm-hmm. So if they're in the middle of asking a question, I knew the answer, so mm-hmm. I'd be answering it. Yeah, in the middle of them talking, can you stop? Can you stop interrupting? No, it's a knee jerk reaction. I have to, you know, yeah. like gotta um, be the first. <laughs> and then I couldn't I couldn't sit in my chair. I, I was literally moving around. I remember in second grade, I, I would never sit in my. I, have to get up and walk around because I, I mm-hmm. needed to be moving. Um, mm-hmm. Always, always.
0: Yeah, that's, um, that was me as well.
1: I, and it was crazy. Um, mm-hmm. oh, Jesus Christ. I don't even know how, who I developed into and who I was because, because of the amount of medication I was on um, to suppress it because that's really all yeah. it was. That's really all AD, ADD pills are. Is just, you don't really grow on that. You just yeah. suppress oh. it. You have to grow on your own.
3: Um, and at and, that
2: age, with that brain development, you know, or lack thereof, you know, it's 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 unfortunate, but it's detrimental to the brain growth. You know, yeah. it's like oh, I'm sure. Yeah, you want to, and I know that when y'all were children, especially now compared to today, it's like a lot of people were just so quick to medicate children if they weren't. I'm sorry, your four year old can't sit down for eight hours a day. Wow, God forbid, you know, they're and it's like they're yeah. four, you know, and I think that. Not Uh, to make it about me, but what I do now is ABA therapy, and I think that that and we have kiddos that are much younger than grade school. What we're doing is preparing them for school so that they can have those skills. But I mean, I have a seven-year-old that can't sit down at a desk for more than an hour, Mm -hmm. you know. And I and neither fucking can I, you know. (laughs) So I don't work a desk job, you know. I don't want to sit sit for an hour or sit for mean, even right, even right now, like, I love you guys, and I'm, I'm glad to be here, but these tiny chairs are killing me, you know? They like, are tiny chairs. I want to get up and walk around, and <laughs> it's just a natural human thing. Yeah. And, yes, of course, when there's other things that are on top of that behavior, then, yes, there might be reason for diagnosis, reason for treatment. But I feel like, like I said earlier, a lot of kids are being diagnosed with things that aren't necessary for their development, yeah. right? And, and it's just right. to... Shut them up, if you will, yeah. for lack of a better right. term.
0: Well, we well, I grew mean, up in the boom, right, Louie? Well, we grew up in well, the boom of medicating your child because they weren't true. able to quote unquote pay attention. Yeah. At well well the, yeah.
1: The, the amount of medication I was on is yeah, is, exactly. is, is 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 staggering. Because the typical mm-hmm. dosage for um, for Ritalin, Ritalin is all it was at the time, was yeah. five milligrams. Usually if they were, you know, you'd take five milligrams three times a day. Um, yep. And that's that's your typical dosage. If you you know, people that acted up a little more, you do you did ten milligrams twice and then five milligrams again. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Well my dosage was sixty milligrams <clears throat> in the morning and sixty milligrams in the afternoon. Mine mine was much higher. Sixty milligrams versus five.
0: How were you not like a zombie?
1: I was a zombie. But anything less mm. than that, I was off the walls crazy. Yeah. Like it would do it would it's it was it built up to that. Like I could not. Do you
0: feel like you were out of control in the moment or do you feel like I felt that like was what was presented zombie. to you?
1: I felt like I was a zombie when I was on and I felt like I was me when I wasn't. And I and I they always wanted me on. I never liked it. Oh but, you know, it was it. I, I understand it from an adult perspective being like this kid's just disrupting the class all day. Honestly, yeah. I don't know what the answer was. Other than that, it would have been like maybe I needed a private tutor and to be out of school. But because yeah. of that, I already missed out on so many social skills. One of the reasons yeah. why I go to bars now. Well, bars in Texas. I don't <laughs> go to bars out here. Um, <laughs> bars in Texas I, are the best. <laughs> it's, it's very different. Um, <laughs> I remember somebody was asking me, like, what, what specifically is the difference? And I was like, well, to me, I think one of the bigger, more meaningful differences uh, with bars out there is you don't have to, talk to know anybody or talk to anybody you could go up and say hi to the bartender, be generally cool, and someone will come talk to you.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: You don't have to, you, like, if you want to get integrated, just be there and they'll bring you in. Yeah, that's true. Too We're too
2: friendly for our own good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, that's so true.
1: <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's nice. Um, well, it's nice for someone like me. Like I said, I was on a lot of education during the times you're supposed to learn how to socially interact with people. And yeah. I, yeah. you know, I missed all that.
2: Oh, so. that breaks my heart. Like, it really does. Like, I don't know if you noticed, I mean, I've been kind of quiet in certain times of this episode, but right after you said the the milligram dosage for you, like, I didn't talk for, like, <laughs> probably 20, 30 seconds because I had my hand over my mouth. I was like, oh, my God. That's like, insane. That's a lot. That's ridiculous. And it reminds me of, and not to change it and make it about us, but it reminds me of Cameron's uh, di- uh, excuse me dosages of Klonopin that she was on, you know, mm. shortly before she died. Mm. And it's, it's awful, you know? And... I have a question for you, Louie. If you can think back and, you know, you said that the, you know, the average is 15 milligrams a day, you were on 120, if I'm not mistaken, a day. Right. And you felt like a zombie on it, felt like you were out of control off of it. Do you think maybe half of that amount would have been substantial for you? Or do you think that you needed necessarily, not needed, but at the time thought that you needed the whole dosage that you were taking?
1: 40 milligrams did nothing
2: okay
1: it did
0: nothing in your perception or for them was it for them yeah
1: for For me either i could i like i was i still felt like i was me on 40 and for them i was just out of control
2: Hmm. so it was essentially like a i don't want to point fingers or make you know assumptions but it was essentially in my mind like a we're gonna give you enough to just make you chill docile yeah Mm. so
1: that i'm not disturbing the class so that not everybody else is to well and it's it's not fair to the other you know 28 kids in the class that i of course the entire class that the entire of class it's not, is but about here's me here's a thought
2: here's a thought yeah. maybe an additional class for people that do experience things like yes. that i know am so, sure thing. you were not the only child in that <laughs> no, whole school no, that was tr- dealing with that but well, it was the 90s you, you
1: got to understand can i yes 90s, yes yeah, 90s, i was it was yeah. it was 93 this is mm-hmm. This is the very beginning of diagnosing yeah. people with ADD. In fact, Absolutely. there was so there was other classes, and you know what they were full of? People autism, that were very yeah, autism spectrum. Those know. are those are people with severe mental learning um, disabilities and, and physical so, disabilities. Kids and, with
0: with uh, yeah with cerebral palsy yeah, and stuff. Yeah, like yeah. it was it was yeah. not. And there if there you wanted so an times... education,
1: go ahead. If you wanted an education, you did not want to be in one of those classes.
0: I agree. I mean, even when I was in grade anything. school, that was the case. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree with you. Definitely. And, multi- I mean, even as late as high school, I remember seeing a kiddo walking around with clearly physically disabled kiddos and thinking, what's wrong with that guy? Why is he walking with, you know, because he was on the autism spectrum. Yeah. He had, you know, yeah. uh, Asperger's syndrome. And that's, you know, it was weird. It was like, what are you doing? Like, I don't But now it's kids get, these multi-leveled education plans yeah.
2: as they should have back then of back course then. and as they well, should now yeah. which which is really unfortunate
1: well it's it's you don't know till you know you you said course, that how many yeah. times you don't you don't yeah. know till you know and when you do, do you do
2: better my <laughs> angela you don't know what you don't know until you yeah. know and when you know better you do better right yeah so
1: yeah so and they didn't and so they were trying that's I was the yeah. first step. I mean, me going to that that school that I went to, which was specifically for people with ADD and ADHD and ODD. Yeah, it was it was a study to see how to, how best to teach them. That's how they yeah. learned how to do it. It wasn't it's it, so I was at the beginning of, of all of that.
0: We were the experiment kids. <laughs> uh,
1: I was 100 percent. They were experimenting all the drugs on me. That's what yeah. that school was. Every day it was a different a different bill. You didn't know what it was. It was a blind, a double blind.
0: I was yeah. taking medication. I wouldn't know the dosage I'd have to ask mom. But um, at one point I was losing weight at a rapid amount of time and the, or a rapid um, at rapid su- succession. And then I was gaining weight at a rapid succession. And she was like, I don't know what the balance is. We're just going to take you off the meds completely. But yeah. I don't, you would have to, in my mind, it was at least a year of trial and error. But what we know now about medications like that. You have least need what three months to adjust, yeah, four for months sure. to adjust, yeah right. so if the milligrams were being adjusted and, and Over and, and over a, yeah. and again, this isn't this isn't any fault of our parents. Of course you know, not. our parents were no. doing what the teachers recommended what the doctors recommended exactly, and that's just the most that they knew at the time, and yes. so, to be kind of thrusted around, you know, slingshotted, if you will, yeah. you know, with with different medications, different dosages, um, not being able to regulate any of that. Yeah, absolutely. And I felt that way, too, Louie, probably not as much as you felt, but I definitely felt at a certain point like this doesn't feel like me. This feels like and not not to adjust behavior um, slightly, but just didn't feel like me at all. No, and yeah, it's it was, a very strange feeling. It's completely different.
2: For sure. And I will say, like, you know, I'm just gonna say it quite frankly, like, I'm very privileged that I did not experience things like that growing up. And it took me until my early 20s, especially after losing our sister, that I experienced anything that I even recognized as mental mental disruption, Mm -hmm. aka anxiety, depression. And even now in my late 20s, you know, I... I'm experiencing that more and more, which I'm glad that I'm educated in it because now I understand when things happen and why they happen, especially age progression-wise. But, I mean, if I didn't have the education that I had now, like, I would be like, what the fuck? Like, I was, in my mind, perfectly normal, right? Normative growing up. Mm -hmm. And now all of a sudden, it seems I'm feeling all these things. I'm experiencing all these, you know, different symptoms of mental disorders and... It's progress. it's it's unfortunate that it wasn't talked about the way that it is now when you guys were growing up. But I All also right. will say, sorry, but I will say I'm glad that it is now, mm-hmm. you know, well, and it has progressed. Yeah. Of,
1: of course. I mean, and you start, well, what they started to realize, and they've always known, but they've started steering toward, there is no real normal.
3: Yeah, of course.
1: That's, I mean, <laughs> that, that was being brought up a lot when I was, you know, in... Uh, middle school elementary school um, and high school is there there is no normal we're we're all just kind of trying to get through this too um, absolutely yeah. and it w- which was an interesting perspective I mean I did go to a pretty progressive school in California um, they were pretty far ahead of the time and, and and now you know it's still way behind where you know your average school is now like as far as progressiveness goes as far as yeah um, knowing how how to uh, actually talk to somebody instead of talking at them they've I mean they've come a long way with how to with how to speak to each other how to speak to kids um, and the and the how to how to help kids that need it there's still you know a lot of schools that are very far behind that just have have no funding no anything I mean it's just it's it's a tough situation for some people so yes it is it is fortunate it is it is lucky that I ended up in a lot of these situations um Yeah, we, we grew up in the best generation.
0: We're like right in between landlines and internet. You know, yeah. it's just we're <laughs> and if we can be a part of that and be the be the guinea pigs, then all for it, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean really, if anything what? the Sorry. the generation after us, you know, like we can help our kids or the next generation maybe yeah. not even our kids but our nieces our nephews
1: i think the next um, generation is so much better than us it's so funny yeah it's, I, <laughs>
0: it's
1: so funny because generationally speaking we were always taught you know that old what was it aristotle Socrates, or whatever the kids today are out all night and they're they're making a ruckus and they're doing all this stuff it was about kids today and it was it was from 2000 years ago and like yeah. th- our parents said that about us, and their parents said that about them. I yeah. don't say that about the next generation. I think they're no. awesome. I think, and I'm they're, gonna, they're doing what they can. Yeah, and, yeah. I totally
0: no. You're fine. I totally agree with that. I feel like, uh, what is it? The, the the squeaky wheel gets the grease, right? Like yeah. our generation now, it's like we're becoming more rebellious. But we're it, we're it's just our generation and and, and younger people than than me. Um, but that's that's it. Is like I see a lot of passion towards change especially when it comes to mental health yeah. you know it it does bring up those feelings about cameron had she had some of that and had she gotten a taste of that like would she still be here and to learn that like we're so mental health forward now as a society and we're only getting greater at that yeah it's just i'm excited for the next generation and the next generation and the next generation for Sure,
2: louie <laughs> if you don't want me asking again what year were you born
1: Oh, 85.
2: Okay, so you're actually in a different generation than Quell and I, if you no, can believe it.
1: Me and Quell are the same generation.
0: We are. We're all. You know, all three yeah. of us are millennials. We're
1: millennials.
2: I thought millennials started in eighty-six. So, oh. so
1: here's. So here, let me let me explain this to you. In My a way son that is an would, alpha. Uh, Isn't
0: that, that
1: weird? <laughs> that'll. Uh, millennial starts sort of in a spectrum, um, and because it, it there is Y two K right. It has to. It has to do with. Oh, you're right. With, I'm
0: sorry, sorry. Yes. It
1: has to do with how, um, how really connected to the internet you were, really, and how early yeah. mm-hmm. on. So I was in California. We were the cutting edge. Uh, for us, it's like 83. Um, okay. Because it, especially being in a city. So you guys, fun. And you guys are probably like 84 or 85 because you guys weren't you're city folk as well. If you lived out in the country, you didn't get the internet city until. Shitty you know, folk.
2: Till. Or till. Shitty what? folk.
1: If you lived out in the country, you probably weren't really a millennial until you were born in 1990 because there was a there was a distance in between technological yeah. advances that really categorizes what makes a millennial is how they grew up around mm-hmm. both around both technologies. For me, yeah. I had Internet in, in school in third grade. You okay. know, like so that was I mean, it,
0: what would that have been? What year? Eight
1: ninety three. Ninety three.
0: You oh, know? 93. Yeah. So it wasn't and, until like Windows 95, right, which would well, you would assume comes out in 1995. That yeah. was like accessible to the everyday home.
1: Yes. Hmm. But we still had access. I mean, like you. I mean, at the time they still had. Uh, I don't know if you remember Computer War Tennis Shoes and all this stuff. They had movies about that. The Internet that was happening at the time. It was very, computer very low Computer
0: War Tennis Shoes.
1: Oh, yeah. That was a whole, a whole movie. Oh, yeah
3: oh
0: yeah uh, there's oh, a few yeah. so excited about it Dis- just unlocked that memory <laughs> Dis-
1: disney movies actually i'm talking about the remake the original was actually uh kurt russell um that's not a Dis-
0: it can't be a disney movie
1: 100 it is kurt russell was a disney guy he had a bunch of disney movies when what's he was the name of it uh the computer wore tennis shoes
0: i'm gonna call that warner brothers
1: did you look it up did no looking War- it
0: up, it's kenna's looking it up right now <laughs> Disney. It's Disney. It is it's, Kurt Russell. I've never even. <laughs> it's, it's Disney. Disney <laughs> and it's Kurt Russell. Yikes. Yeah. Why,
1: why would you call me on that? You know I know my
0: stuff. I know. <laughs> Louis wouldn't say it if it wasn't true. That's yes. Louis's whole thing.
2: No, you're right, Louis. I'm, I'm, I'm my bad about the the generation, but yeah, yeah. I am the the next to last year of millennials yeah. so and, i'm and 95 my, and then 96 is the last year of millennials, technically.
1: Yeah. and and my and my sister serena uh, oh, well she's a year and a half older than me she's like oh i'm gen x i'm like you might have been gen x if you grew up in the country but you grew up the same way <laughs> i did on huh? you know yeah. like you're, you're you're definitely a millennial you don't act like gen x
0: do you think <laughs> it's like up to household so like you know
1: community i think if you ask yeah. me because because yeah. Because what defines your your generation is how you act as a community. I mean, like that's like our community really is the younger ones. Is this she likes to identify with Gen Xers because she always liked hanging out with our older cousins, but her herself grew up grew up the same way I did. Yeah.
0: That's so interesting because you know what? Then there's parallels between. Um, communities and how they're funded so like maybe a lower funded community wouldn't have the same accessibility as maybe a higher funded community right which would
1: which would make them even though they might have been born in a gen in a in a millennial uh time frame they might have been technically raised like a gen x like a gen xer Um, i feel like
0: i've been smoking weed this is like (laughs) that makes so much sense (laughs) It is, it's like introspective, no? Well, that's how, I,
1: that's how I kind of, that's how I personally see generations because they're supposed to be what ties uh, the generation together. And right. so the edges, the fringes of the generations really are based on where you lived or where you were at the time. So right. bef- before this, because the generation millennial is defined by Y2K, is defined by growing up, going into the computer era, which is yeah. for the first time, the generations before us those were defined by wars. Everybody experienced the war at the same time.
3: That's
2: like really baby true. boomers, or yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's look all at this, the war. Louis with the knowledge. Louis is uh, so smart. Eh. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, <think laughs> I was waiting for, for his reaction. <laughs> he goes, "Eh." <laughs> <laughs> well, I do want to ask you a couple more questions, but I also have to pee again.
0: Oh my gosh, she's like a faucet. I like have the kitten, the bladder of a kitten, so, so I'm gonna
2: have to stand up. And Just I'm right. also going to get you a White clock while well, if you want.
1: So go pee real quick? Oh. Yes.
2: Real quick, though. Well, I don't want to go that quick.
1: All right, take What time. time
2: are we at? We're at an oh,
0: hour cool. and eight minutes. Wow. Plenty. Oh, we've been Just for an hour. Just flew by. Mm. Mm.
1: Plenty of
3: time. I don't
0: know. I'm, I am I think I'm okay. I'm good? Yeah. How are y'all doing? Well, about what? Do you... About the time.
2: Do you... Well, oh, he's yeah. an hour behind us, so he doesn't... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, I'm, I'm I two mean, hours
1: behind, so we're still negative Two hours
2: hour. behind. We're no, still I... negative 51 minutes over here. <laughs> Next, <laughs> he's like, we have all this time to go. <laughs> <sighs> I'd like to maybe hang out for another 15 minutes. Another I'm 15? Down. Yeah. Okay, I think Wait, another 15 Why don't good. you guys chat about one thing real quick? <sighs> go ahead. Sure. So I can run, and oh, I'll be right back. Are you going to bring the topic? Um, I'm going to bring a question when I come back. I
0: see. Yeah. Is that okay. all, right? all right?
2: All right, Louis. Do you when have a question? Returns? When can returns? <laughs> When can <it> returns? <laughs> When K nasty returns with the white K
0: nasty returns. <laughs> <white> returns. <laughs> oh my god! Because <laughs> <laughs> like, I took my I love it. <laughs> totally. Oh. Right. Yeah. I'm excited for you to be in town next week. Uh, like I said, we're gonna we're gonna be in New York, but we're gonna come back that same day that you come in.
1: Right. I will you be there. You only need to be
0: in for 24 hours?
1: No. Well, I mean, technically I'm going to come in the night before, but I'm coming in like at midnight and then going home and going and, or going to my mom's and then getting ready for the funeral or service mm-hmm. the day after yeah. and then going to go see uh go see you after that. Yeah. And then yeah. The, and usually I I leave pretty late on Sunday, but I'm leaving in the morning. Mm. So f- I love being able to go out there every now and then. It's it's really really nice.
0: I am terrified to fly all over again. I am such a weenie when it comes to flying, but it's I don't do it that often. So it's, you know, going to New York is going to be like terrifying. I mean,
1: I'm in the zone. I'm usually asleep. I usually sleep for flights, but I'm pretty in the zone. I go straight for um, noise-canceling headphones. I Ugh. put the music as loud as I can, mm-hmm. and I started doing that because I realized I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the vibrations and the audio waves or whatever, but I, yeah. don't, get, I don't get the head the ear thing anymore you know like when oh. you fly and your ears pop
0: yeah and so with your I, headset you don't feel like that happens as often
1: at all oh ever ever since i started doing that i was like oh my god but i can't take it off the entire flight so it's like before we take <laughs> off they have to be on and going
0: are they <laughs> like a headset or earbuds
1: uh earbuds
0: oh okay all right i'll have to try that I've, i don't know i just don't i don't want to drown out cliff because i feel like this is gonna be the first time we're flying together. I'm probably gonna cry. It's gonna be a whole moment. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> and then we go from—I don't think it's Syracuse, but we go from one city to where he's from, and right. it's gonna be on a very small plane. But I feel like maybe the smaller plane, I might feel better than the bigger plane. There's—I don't know. I don't They're know. They're definitely more fun. I I have to I'm definitely. In that mindset, that if I had free access to like a webcam watching the pilots, I feel like I would feel more comfortable flying.
1: Oh my god! So that's so funny because a lot of people who who mm-hmm. I, who have fear of flying that I've been that I've been like the podcast that I do listen to every now and then. Their way of getting over it was learning how to fly. So learning in, how to fly. Yeah. So they had like a pilot? So they, Oh, so they understood like the controls and what this mm-hmm. is and what And once you and they're like once they got past that part. It was easier for them to fly with other people later. Yeah. Like, or as as a passenger later. I
0: definitely, like, I, if I can, I I like to sit in the very front because if I can watch, like, um, what do you, flight attendant? I was going to say stewardess, but that's sexist. A flight attendant. If I can see their face, then air I know that everything's okay. The oh, the reaction. Yeah, it makes. Yeah,
2: yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Ken is
0: back. By the way, sorry. Hi. I'm sure you heard her. <laughs> you could be but an yeah.
2: air hostess in the sixties. The
0: sixties. You're so beautiful. <laughs> I always
2: look at the flight <laughs> attendant's reaction hot hot whenever hot something happens. I'm like, oh my god, are they freaking out? Because if they're freaking out, <laughs> then I need to freak out. But if not,
1: but you probably good. have to but keep your normal job. What? <laughs>
0: It's still so But I feel like, which is funny because we're talking about flight, so flight of the Concord. Um, but yeah, if I feel like the the sorry. flight attendants...
2: You got your little slippies on? I took them off, but now my feet are cold.
0: Um, also making
2: a bunch of noise. Sorry. If I can...
0: I feel like the flight attendants, If even if I... I've gotten to this point to where I feel like even if I look at them and their faces are smiling... I feel like it's a lie. Like, I'm like, oh, no, they're smiling because that's their job. Oh, I <laughs> no, feel I feel like it. everything's fine. <laughs> everything's fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're going to die. Um, <laughs> but if I have, like, an actual shot of the cockpit and I see the yeah. pilots, that would make me feel more comfortable.
2: I have a story if y'all are interested.
0: Sure, sure,
2: okay. sure, 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 sure. So, I flew in, at the end of 2017, on a six-person plane. I was working in San Marcos at the time. I had a couple of regulars of mine, really great guys, older guys. And they had they, a PJ. No, they didn't have a PJ, but one of them was a, a P flight attendant. Oh. And so he flew like other people's planes like for his job. Wow. So he had access to a PJ.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And he was like, hey, because I'm a giant Astros fan. <laughs> this is not a secret. I'm a giant Astros fan. He was like, hey, the Astros are playing the Rangers in Arlington, which is close to Dallas, Texas. Mm-hmm. We're going to fly there, go to the game, and then we're going to fly back right after the game. Mm-hmm. And I was like, bet how much? And he was like, $100 <laughs> for the ticket to the game and the flight. And I was like, bet I, a
0: hundred, as fuck.
2: $100? $100. So, shout out Mike if you're there. We called him Bobcat Mike because he was a big Texas, T- <laughs> Texas State fan. Bobcat Mike. <laughs> so anyway, so him, his buddy, and then... One of his buddies, sorry, him and two of his buddies, one of his buddies, friends, who's a female, and then another female bartender that worked at Pluckers. She mm-hmm. worked across where I, from, from where I worked. We all went. So it was six of us. Yeah. Mike was the pilot. I FaceTimed mom. I told her what was going to happen. I FaceTimed mom and I t- showed her Mike. I was like, this is the guy. He's the pilot. And mom was like, don't you fucking dare drink <laughs> alcohol at the games because you're flying my daughter back yeah. in a private plane. And granted, it was only like a hour flight maybe but the cool thing is is that when we were on on the flight he was like internet things like don't turn on your don't turn your phone on airplane mode that's a fucking myth well not really but in this plane it wasn't going as high as the Mm -hmm. other planes were use your phone everyone had their headset it was almost like a helicopter where you had to have a headset on yeah and we were plugged into him so he had his headset I could see if I wanted to, like, into the cockpit, because he left the door open. Yeah. And he was talking to us the whole time, which was really, really
0: comforting. I was going to say, that would be the most comforting
2: Exactly. Feeling. And he was like, yep. Yeah. He's like, and we pulled up here. He goes, okay, clear skies up here. It looks really great. That's a good sign. And he was keep he kept saying, like... No, oh, this is happening okay that's a good sign and then someone would come on and he'd be like okay they just said this and that and the other that's a good sign you know and it was all really cool he's like really comforting and even if we got some turbulence it's like okay just let you guys know oh, there's gonna be the some light. turbulence like i said like an hour maybe an hour anyway so we landed in arlington we had a great game i was the only one in astros jersey everyone else is wearing a rangers jersey and the astros fucking won just <laughs> saying <laughs> and then we flew back and he didn't drink the whole time he kept his promise it was a great <laughs> it was a great time but that was the most safe I've ever felt on a plane. Yeah. And it was the smallest plane in the world. But I felt so safe because I could hear the, the plane by play yeah, of the pilot, which was really cool.
0: Louis, how do you fly so much? Because you've already told the listeners you've flown in, like, this will be your fifth time coming up in the well, last year.
1: Uh, technically, well, I mean, we're in a new year now, so this will be my first time of the new year.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Don't fly Alaska. <laughs> oh gosh don't even bring that joke (laughs) it's a bad joke although nobody Uh, got hurt um
1: i was actually looking into starting to get an alaska card so i'm glad i haven't done that yet (laughs) (laughs) um no the how do you fly so you do the you you
0: do the earbuds and
1: oh yeah yeah well i yeah well we just we just spoke about that we don't need to repeat that
0: no, I understand. Um,
1: um, how Do, do you that's... drink before? <laughs> oh, no. no, That's <laughs> a real <I> mean, question. <laughs> oh, no. Not not normally. Um, mm-hmm. Or not specifically. Not any more than I usually drink. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> nothing nothing special there. You're like, uh, oh, get
0: it on a plane. Better get you I, That's I re- me. That's I actually really,
1: me. I really don't have any issue with flying. Um, although, t- to be fair, I don't know. I've been flying since I was a kid. I mean, my mom left when I was in high school. So I've been flying back and forth to Texas since then. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my first time flying a plane—I think I was fourteen. or You flew maybe. a plane? Sorry, what? Twice. <laughs> Only oh, twice. Was that? Yeah. Really? My my uncle was a pilot. He he um he uh everybody when they turned a certain age, he would take them up so they they'd have a their first flying lesson. Um, That's so, so cool. That's pretty so cool. I got to go and then he got one for one of my sisters, I think, and they didn't want to go. So I got to go for them.
3: I was
0: going to so say, I feel fun. like I might opt out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's just me. Oh, Louis flying the plane?
2: Yeah. No, no I might opt out of flying it myself. I <laughs> don't well, oh, fucking yeah. trust myself. Well, you're not up there no. by yourself.
1: <laughs> I know. <laughs> <It's not> like, <laughs> like, you're like picturing the, the book Hatchet. Like, what if what if he passes out? <laughs> the
0: pilot. Oh, what if he passes? It? The, the book what Hatchet? hatchet
1: hatchet you didn't have to read that that was like required reading where i'm from um this guy's on a on a plane um actually the movie is with the one of the kids from honey i shrink the kids um but this guy's on a plane uh over i want to say the canadian wilderness and it's a private it's a it's just him and the pilot and the pilot has a heart attack and crashes the plane in the middle of the wilderness
2: that's why there's a co-pilot
1: there was right. no, it was just it was just him and the pilot. <laughs> there's nobody else there. baby
0: pilot oh, okay.
1: and the kids the kid's supposed to be like a teenager, and all that he had from the thing craft. <gasps> I was,
0: remember this
1: All he had from the <laughs> plane my craft was a hatchet and he used it. he found flint, he made fire
0: he, I remember this movie. He cut wow. down
1: wood. yeah, yeah
0: is it Dang. the kid it's the kid with the glasses and honey I shrunk the kids right?
1: No, 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 it's the middle kid. um it's it's the neighbor's younger kid. So I don't so, remember. So there's remember. there's the there's <sighs> the, what line. is it, Zelenskys, whatever their names are? The Zelenskys, yeah. So there's so there's there's we'll the, so the There's the blonde, and then there's the kid with the glasses, and then there's the two neighbors, the two boys, which was the older one, which is the blonde's age, and then the middle kid, which is the other blonde kid. That's the one that was in Hatchet.
0: <sighs> Let me look. That yeah, was 19- nineteen no eighty nine? God, it feels so old.
1: Yeah, I not that.
0: T- Not Russell. That was the older one. Yeah. Jer- uh, Ron. Sure. Was it Ron? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Catch I can remember.
1: It. I don't remember his name. I'm not really great with names. I'm just
0: is, kidding. He's the kid he from, the the kid the from Big, isn't he? Is he not?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kid from Big.
0: Yeah. Okay, the kid from Big. Yeah. She's uh, acting like she's remembering. Of... She's looking it up. It's the kid <laughs> from Big. I saw his photo and I was like, kid from Big. Oh, he yeah. was in Pet mm-hmm. Cemetery? In oh, theory. he was the shithead kid from Pet Cemetery, wasn't he? Oh, jeez.
1: I think he stopped acting not too long after that, too. Like, he didn't really, or like, well, quit for a while, I'm sure. Um, There's a
0: movie called Shrunk that's coming out in 2024. Has anybody heard of this? No. no. Is it
1: him? Does it have to do with Honey, I Shrunk the Kids? And. Is Amateur
0: scientist and father accidentally shrinks his family with is the it? latest invention. Oh, my adventure. God. Oh, my God. Seat to 1989. Movie-cation. Movie-cation. <laughs> movie-cation. Get on it. movie <laughs> <laughs> It's with Josh Gad <gasps> and okay. Rick Moranis. I was going to say, is Rick oh Moranis, Moranis back? Because he, yes. he, he
1: said he's coming back to film, oh so my God. I'm so excited.
0: I know. I didn't know, though. This is a true crime podcast. I am <laughs> <a> losing <laughs> my... That's <a D-A-K-Live>. movie-cation.
2: <laughs> oh, my gosh. You have to... <laughs> You have you said a tag there's no medication.
0: rules on DAC. <gasps> There's
2: what? no rules on DAK live. Oh okay. my gosh, on
0: DAK, I love that. DAK, that is That's crazy. Awesome. Shrunk coming out 2024. You heard it here for the first time, folks. To <laughs> DAK live.
1: Well, well, if you didn't hear it somewhere else, you heard if it here. If for you the didn't first hear time. it somewhere else, <laughs> then
0: you're hearing it now here for oh, the first time. It. Uh, obsessed. Okay, oh, that sounds fun.
1: All right, so you said, you, said you had a couple of questions. Uh, I do.
0: Yeah, I do. Okay, I
2: have okay. a couple <laughs> of questions. All Go don't Nasty. K Nasty asks. Louis, what, and this is me being super vain, all right? I'm getting, really oh close no, back here we go. being super vain. Okay. What was your favorite episode that Coel and I covered on our podcast? Hmm.
1: I used to know that off the top of my head. Um, but right now, I mean, after the last couple of episodes, I really liked, uh, oh God, you know, the one that. Like made me cringe the most was probably and that's the one like that I always go to. I was like, if you like true crime, try this one. Um was a craft. Oh, Ooh. he was it was the Randy worst. Randy Kraft. Kraft. The worst.
0: Uh, worst.
3: worst. The
1: worst
0: <laughs> We got no. it again. Uh, Randy Kraft was awful. Oh, so did you listen to the recap episode? Is that what you're saying? Like Yeah, the recap
1: was, the the recap was fun and then the um I mean the one where you Honestly, all the 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 cringy stuff that you said at the end, what that where the guy did the you know tried to <gasps> kill Peter Lore's daughter but <laughs> unsuccessfully. That episode where you, where at the very end you did you want to hear all these gory details? And I was yes, like, that's the Ugh. history of serial
2: killers. <laughs> I laughed because Cool made the creepiest face in the world right now, and it caught me so off guard. It's my Jim, Jim Carrey face. No, it We're was like way teeth. worse than that. Okay, I'm sorry. I looked over
0: it and she was making this weird face. Yes, that's the Uh history
2: of serial killers that you're talking about, which is my the creepy facts at the end.
0: I was anticipating the creepiness and then I was exposing my teeth in a very creepy way.
2: It was very scary. But yes. Okay, so Randy Kraft. (laughs) Yes. Randy Kraft. Okay. That one was That one was crazy. Final answer? Yeah. (laughs) It was Would you like to phone a friend?
1: Uh no.
2: Okay. You are the weakest link. (laughs) My next question is, and I'll, I will close with this. I'm probably not going to say much after this, but. Okay. Louie, if you had any advice for the listeners when it comes to ODD, ADHD, ADD, or any other type of mental disorder that you get diagnosed with when you're young, what would you say?
1: I mean, I don't know the hardest, the, for me, what worked was. Spending as much time as I could off of medication and just really, I don't know, learning to focus somehow with with therapy, with however you can get someone to get you the right therapy to learn how to focus, because that was the hardest yeah. thing, I think, for me. It's kind of on the spot. and I'm already losing yeah. focus. Sorry. No, it's OK.
2: I know that you weren't expecting that question. Yeah. But I'm just curious because, That's... I mean, there's probably a bunch of people out there that are maybe in the same situation that you were in, or maybe the same situation that you're in now, you know, that did have that diagnosis when they were younger and they, they're probably still maybe learning how to cope, you know, and not to say that your coping mechanism will work for everybody, but just in general, you know, coming from someone that's experienced that.
1: Well, I'm still learning. I've also gotten to the point where recently it's been, I've been overwhelmed mentally and I used to be able to handle a lot more stuff thrown at me at once. And Right now it's gotten to the point where it, if too many things get thrown at me, I start to get frustrated and don't know how to act. And yeah. everything gets all messed up and it's it's hard, you know, but, you know, it happens. We I, do what we can. I, yeah,
0: I, I definitely identify, identify with that. It's not just, you know, earlier in the episode we were talking about, like, what I call ADD interruption. It's... It's not as simple as taking an entire 24 hours and prioritizing that 24 hours yeah. or even prioritizing the next hour. It is culminated in and compounded, excuse me, compounded with the thought of having to complete tasks over a week or a month or a year. Yep. And those things become overwhelming for me. So when I have my moments where I'm very overwhelmed, It doesn't really, it's, it starts or seemingly starts within that first hour, but then it's over the course of six hours, 12 hours, 24 hours a week. And then that's when it starts becoming an anxiety or a panic mode for me. And it's definitely being able to prioritize and everybody's going to cope differently there's not going to be one specific way that someone copes. And then therefore, you know, I heard this on a podcast or I read this in an article. And that must be the way that my child or my sister or my daughter processes these things. Yeah, I think just for me, lending a lot of patience is my biggest um, reward from someone that can it's, give me something. It's so it's vital. The, it is. Yeah, of it's the patience. And... And for me personally, I couldn't recognize when someone isn't available to give me that patience and it kind of pulls me away from that person or I pull away from that person because this person it doesn't give me the patience. And then especially if I give them a greater understanding of what I'm going through and they still don't give me that patience, then I'm like, sorry, removed, you yeah. know, because I disengage because I can't. That's not somebody that I can go to with those specific needs. And yeah, we all have needs that need to be met. And that's that's one thing. It's like I require patience from someone.
2: Yeah, I agree. I think that personally, you know, like I said, I don't have the experience of being diagnosed with something at a young age. However, I know enough about psychology to understand that I do struggle with certain things. Mm-hmm. And I will say even last night, you know, we recorded... And then I thought about it. I said, we're recording tomorrow night. We have a birthday on Wednesday. We're recording on Thursday. I'm leaving town on Friday. And I just started school today, you know, mm-hmm. and it, it it's all of these things. And I went to my room after we started, stopped recording. And I was like, oh my God. I told Casey immediately. I said, look, within the next two weeks, you're going to have to give me a lot of patience because yeah. I have something to do every single day after work after mm-hmm. a full time day of work yeah every single day for the next 2 weeks mm-hmm. and that's extremely overwhelming yeah not to mention the fact that i may be getting sick <laughs> you know like yeah. it's yeah. it's everything mm-hmm. and i'm what? like okay Canada's what do i do sick? <laughs> what? That's weird, right? Because ofs never so it Never happens. It kind of has the greatest skin in the world. It doesn't ever get diseased. <laughs> the worst. Never gets sick. The worst. <laughs> no, but seriously, it's like I, you know, I've learned, if not even within the last six months, like I cannot control everything that happens. What yeah. I can control is what I choose to do,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and I still put more stuff on my plate and i yeah. feel like I, I do that i don't you know, know why i do that but i just i'm just that kind of person i will know, say the, like I was go was
1: ahead. To say, one of the things that um that now that i've had a second to think about it one of the things i would i would have should have said was taking things one step at a time yeah. figuring out what one step is is also very important absolutely yeah. bringing it and down then... to a little increment and just doing one thing Helps.
0: And absolutely not tit for tat here, but all of those things that you just listed, do the last thing first. <laughs> <laughs> Bring it back. Because that's what Get it's like. Get sick first or what? Get sick first. <laughs> and then the rest it of it comes after. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, but it's true. It's, it's you know, when it really comes down to it, like this is a mental health forward podcast. And we need to take care of ourselves just as much as we want our listeners to take care of ourselves. Mm -hmm. So do what is most important to you. Mm -hmm. Take care of yourself first. Yeah. I don't want to be vain or be ignorant by saying there's always another day. There's always tomorrow. (laughs) But don't be so hard on yourselves because I'm very hard on myself and it bites me in the ass 10 out of 10 times, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's not Don't easy to be an adult.
0: Shake it off.
2: Don't just shake it off. You, sometimes <laughs> you can't shake it off, and yeah. take it like Louis said, day by day. Take it. Take some things with a grain of salt if you need to. Well, you know, talk
0: to your friends. Talk to yeah. your family. They can help, and especially like we were just talking about, express that you need patience. Yeah, you need a moment. It's okay. I think that we've done that in our
2: family. So well over the last couple of years, especially with you and mom, I feel like now I can recognize those things as soon as they happen. Mm -hmm. If you give me a look or if you are certain mannerism, I know immediately I'm going to come back in five minutes. You know, I'm not going to press the issue even, especially with mom. I'm like, if she's going through something that I can recognize, nope, I'm not going to continue to ask questions. I'm going to recognize that in her. Give her the patience. Give her the space. Not even, yeah, the patience, but also the space. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna hover. You know, I'm gonna, right. I'm gonna give her some time, and I'll come back to it. And that's that's fine. You know, yeah. it is what it is. As long as everyone's able to cope with the things that they cope with personally and yeah. express that to others, then that's the the grace that you can give people, right? Louis, any last words? <laughs>
1: um, I was gonna do what was it? The
2: woo coo 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 coo. What go. is that? It's a me and Louie thing. I don't it's, know. It's been around it's forever. Damn. Yeah, well, I'm here it's too, and now I feel very left out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> give you people patience. <laughs> <laughs> give me a cuckoo. Cuckoo, cuckoo, cuckoo. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. That's a good start. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That, that, is, that is the next part,
0: by the way. <laughs> I do it all. Next for you. time,
2: do we're do having one of my for friends you. You. on the guest, <laughs> <laughs> so that I can have our little inside jokes. about Okay. We're not
1: friends. What? Oh, wait. No. One of my Ooh.
2: oldest friends. Oh, okay. I'll tell you that. I'll tell you that. I'll say that. Yeah. I'll, tell
1: yeah.
0: I'll, tell I'll tell you what.
1: I'll
0: tell you what. Louis, thank you so much for spending yeah. time with us.
1: Absolutely. Thank you for spending time with me.
0: I'm starving and... It's been great. It's been... A... <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> and you haven't gotten a chance to go pee yet. I know.
0: I have not. I have not <laughs> left once. I have the pleasure of left a kitten. three times. Well, this... Second time was supposed to be a secret. I have... I left, and I didn't say anything, your and no one chair said made a noise. It was fine. Noise. The listeners know the truth. Listeners do know the truth, because they can go back and hear your chair scooping out the Damn, way. Embarrassing. <laughs>
3: oh,
0: it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing to urinate. <laughs> it's embarrassing a to human urinate. Human behavior. You should it. not fully function
2: like a human yeah, at, exactly. at all. Exactly. And when we you? actually record, we can pause, and I can go to the restroom,
0: so... <laughs> Louis, thank you so much for being here. We love you so much. Yes, seriously, too. thank you. I can't wait to see you like in a week and a half. Uh, yes,
1: oh, yes. the twenty seventh, I think.
0: The twenty seventh. Yeah. That's exciting,
2: Louis. Thank you not of only course. for being here and hanging out with us tonight, but for everything that you've done for us. Yeah. When when it comes to the podcast for the last couple of years. Yeah. You know, you and your great. family, you and Lisa. Yeah, your family, your whole family. No it's worries. been really great and. Oh yeah, we no, like I to have. Remember,
1: my my mom wants you to come over and make bracelets anytime you want. So you need to. Oh, let we her need know. to go Let's go to
2: bracelets. California. No, it's close here. She's here. Let's She's go there. to San Antonio. <laughs> 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 Let's go down the street. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do that for sure. We'd we'll love that. Right.
0: I can't wait to see you. Yeah. And yeah.
2: Are you ready to do the love you buy with us?
1: Uh yeah, sure. Okay. Oh my
0: God! Wait, Louie, you're gonna be. We've talked this whole time about you being in town and your mom and your sister don't know.
1: Yeah, I know. They're not going to. Well, they know I'm going to be in town. I was saying, don't tell them about the podcast.
2: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to release it on the 20th. I was like, oh, so. shit. Yeah. releasing it a week
1: 20th. before
0: you get here, Is that wasn't it all right?
1: No, that's fine. I was saying, don't, don't tell them beforehand.
0: I see oh yeah oh that's so exciting I didn't know that they didn't know that you were gonna be on
2: here yeah so we're gonna sign off to Lisa and Andrea yeah and we are gonna have Louis do our signature sign off with us you ready we have anything else
0: anything else
1: uh no
2: okay all right
0: love Love you
2: love you bye